Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'd like to welcome back Eric Wolfson. We spoke with him about his book, From Elvis in Memphis, one of the 33 and a third series. Welcome back, Eric. Thank you. We've got a couple questions for you for our bonus content. Since we are all music books, do you have three favorite music books you'd recommend? Absolutely. Um, I would say uh, Mystery Train is my very favorite book ever by Grill Marcus. I love Grill Marcus and pretty much most things he's written. And that book's just epic. It also has the best writing about Elvis, I think, that's ever been done. The Presley ad, the final chapter. So that's definitely on there. Feel Like Going Home by Peter Gorelnik. I read that in high school, and that was the first time I was like, oh, rock and blues writing can be literature. I just hadn't thought of it on that level. I've never seen a journalist or, or a writer able to bring somebody so alive. When you're done reading the, the um, chapter about whoever it is, whether it's Skip James or, or Helen Wolf, you feel like you know the person. You feel like you've met them, which is insane. So that book's phenomenal. And then I would say Hellfire, Nick Toshis. Oh. The biography of Jerry Lee Lewis is wow. terminal. It's, wow. it's, it's wonderful. Like Jerry Lee Lewis, it's over the top and it's sort of epic. You know, it starts with him being born and, you know, the black cat that no one had ever seen before, like coming outside the door and they're like throwing rocks and it keeps coming back and it's it's this crazy almost gothic biography and and it's just phenomenal um best rock bio well i've read the first two i'll have to uh, check that one out especially i uh, heard a lot of jerry lee growing up but i actually saw him in concert as well so um me too when did you see him uh somewhere up here in boston at the channel i believe it would have been college so mid 80s maybe late 80s something like that was he on the bill with anybody no, not that I know of. It's just a solo show. and uh... I saw him, I don't know where it was. It was 1986, and he was opening. Actually, no, he wasn't opening. He was the headliner. Shanana was opening. Ooh. And I used to, as a kid, I loved the Shanana TV show. <laughs> and so we went there because we love Shanana. And then I saw Jerry Lee Lewis, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, that was just my great sort of coming to age moment. He was really good. He was good. He's so good. Yeah. The next one may be a little bit tougher, but do you have three favorite albums? I never like to use Desert Island Disc, but, uh, you know, three favorites or, or ones that you always return to? Definitely. Um, and I feel weird because I'm, I'm, I don't have any Elvis on this list, which I hope is okay. <laughs> of course. But no, I've def I'm the type, I love lists and sitting around thinking about this, so I do think about this a lot. It's definitely number one is Abbey Road by The Beatles. It's just perfect. I grew up with it. I didn't even know it had a side one for years because my parents would always play side two, <laughs> which is just a perfect piece of music. Um, so that's always my favorite. There's just, you know, always sounds good. And um, then my second one would be Highway 61 Revisited by Bob Dylan because um, that's, I think, his best record and, you know, has some of his most famous stuff, but then also has a lot of stuff you don't usually hear that's, you know, just as good. 
there's a little bit of folk in it. There's a little bit of rock, a little bit of blues. It kind of mixes it all up and it's just really good. Uh, and the playing on it is phenomenal. And it's that same sort of everybody playing in the session um, sound that sort of like Elvis in Memphis. And then my third is Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones, because that's just another record that you can just dive into and just, you know, not come up for air for days. There's just so many themes and, and the way the songs are programmed is just phenomenal. And a lot of great and very naughty stories behind that one, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, finally, uh, these seem to be popping up now everywhere, and I guess as we all get older, but um, music documentary films, what do you recommend? I was thinking about this a lot. Um, I love um, uh, the D.A. Pennybecker stuff. Uh, he did the sort of uh, cinema verite documentaries that was you know pretty radical in the 60s. And so uh, Don't Look Back, the film he made for dylan of course is just terminal and um you know i also love the the other ones he did for the stones and monterey pop but don't look back is really a special thing and the fact it starts with what i consider to be maybe the first music video of dylan with the signs doing subterranean yeah, homesick right. blues is my favorite dylan song and i mean i could watch that every day for yeah. the rest of my life and never get bored just that just that piece of it so there's that and then i'd say my second favorite would probably be the filth and the fury which is the Julian Temple Sex Pistols doc. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Uh, and yeah, I was a huge Sex, Sex Pistols fan for their one record. But, um, right. you know, uh, I've, I've got to search that out. Uh, I was, it's on the list. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. they Well, they, everyone was still alive, except obviously for Sid Vicious. But they um, have a lot of interview footage with him. So they talked to everybody, Malcolm Gladwell, too. And it's sort of like an anti-documentary because everyone's lit so that but as they're talking, you can't see their faces. Hmm. So you're not even quite sure who's talking. It's intercut with scenes of both contemporary London from the 70s and, you know, the garbage strike and all the stuff that was going on in the culture. But then also, uh, I think I think it's Richard the Third that they intercut. So it's really kind of out there, but it also has all the key performance footage. It has the, you know, them on the Grundy show swearing. It has yep, them yep. playing on the boat for the Jubilee by the end of it, it's just sort of this tragic story because, you know, Johnny Rotten just by the end, I mean, they're just, it was just such a epic failure mess yep. in the middle of America. They bring it to life and, you know. That ends in San Francisco, right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Candlestick. No, not Candlestick. I'm sorry. Um, Fillmore, because then that's where they do Last Waltz. They film like six right. months later, which almost made this list, but didn't. <laughs> and um, the last one? The last one, I'm going to go with Elvis 56. All which right. you've probably never heard of, and it's very obscure, but I want them to put it out again. I had a VHS copy when I was um, – I found a VHS copy used. It's a one-hour documentary. I think it was originally done for television. goes through the year 1956 and shows songs, clips of all of Elvis's performances on the, you know, the Dorsey Brothers show and the Steve Allen show when he sings to the Hound Dog and then you know, Sullivan by the end of the year when Ed Sullivan finally lets him on. And the Texaco Star Theater, which is my favorite Elvis clip, which is where he's singing Hound Dog for the first time. And it's just amazing. He does the slow vamp finish. Was that the one where he's holding the dog? No, that's the later. They did that afterwards. That's the Steve Allen one. They're both on it because one was sort of a reaction to the other. Um, But the Milton Berle one is where he's doing sort of a slow grind at the end. Mm -hmm. That's what you see in Forrest Gump when they're like, not for children's eyes. And, (laughs) you know, he's supposedly taught it to him. And it's narrated by Levon Helm from the band, who I love the band. 
it's just this great little thing that no one has bothered to keep in print, but um, it should be. They really should bring it back because it's just a sort of one-stop shop, one hour of Elvis's best clips from his, you know, breakthrough year. All right. Well, listen, thank you, Eric Wolfson from Elvis in Memphis is your book. It's a great read. I hope everyone will go buy it. And uh, it was great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.